0: Welcome back to Body Talk with Bex. This week, I interviewed my dear friend, Ivy. We met when I was nine years old and she had a two-year-old baby at the time. We went from her babysitting me to sharing shoes with me. She came to be a part of our family. She even calls my mom, mom. I was too young at the time to know about her struggles, so I was really excited to sit down with her and hear more about her story. I hope you find this as inspiring as I did. Now, before jumping in, I also wanted to let you know that we did have some technical difficulties and I did my best to edit most of it out with my very basic audio editing skills, so I apologize in advance for that. So you're Ivy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you when you had Isaac? You 17. Were, and? Seven,
1: having a baby.
0: Yeah. And were you already working at Body Zone? No. Not no, yet? Okay. Not, no. You can never keep that straight if we knew you yet.
1: No, not yet.
0: Okay. And was he born? born with something or did was that something that developed as he got a little bit older
1: so when he was born immediately I looked at him and asked the doctor what was wrong um they said nothing's wrong it's normal um what did? It- I think they said, like, almost every baby is born like that, and it goes away with time. That was his left eye being um, completely shut. I mean, he couldn't open it. Like, the other one was opening. Like, obviously, when you're born, none of them really open much. But the one of them was, and the other one wasn't. So they said, give it three, three months, um, and it'll be okay.
0: That's a long time to wait to find out yeah. if
1: that's normal or not. Yeah. Uh, but I was a kid having a kid. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if that was normal or not. Yeah.
0: Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's a little scary. So,
1: yeah. so you just waited. I waited. And, but I wasn't too, like, so. I mean that was just one thing, right? But uh, yeah, yeah I uh, think he was how he was one a little bit above over uh, a month, and okay. he. I had to take him to his normal checkup again. I'm 17 years old. I am low income. I know nothing of nothing, so I actually was under medical. So I was taking him to the like the local um, clinic okay. where you have to wait like 20 hours to be seen because you're on medical. Um, so I took him in and waited. The doctors um, took a look at them at him and checked him out and did all that stuff. And then asked me, do you have a car? At which point I looked at her and I'm like, um, uh, no. Um, that I had to go straight to the emergency room.
0: Oh, that's great yeah. for them to Be- say.
1: Yeah, because apparently he had a high fever and he needed to go straight to the hospital. And I said, oh, well, okay. That goes back to a kid having a kid. Yeah. So we made our way to the hospital where Did they- do you have a car? That, Sorry. Uh, no, I did not have a car, but I actually was borrowing a car. So I did have a okay. car. I, it wasn't mine, but details. So I went and they put him in an ice bath to lower his temperature again. I don't know what's going on. I'm just kind of okaying everything. And I spent the next about week and a half at in the hospital because he ended up having bronchitis. Is that?
0: how you say it yeah bronchitis
1: yeah so I was in the hospital for a few weeks luckily everything was fine at which point I asked about the eye issue and how there was no change he's still just a month old at this point he uh, he actually was two months old the day we got him out of the hospital okay so they didn't really give me any information on that which okay but I did take him to a regular doctor afterwards, at which point I said, hey, I really need to know what's going on with the eye. It hasn't opened at all. And I, I want to go to a specialist. And he um, said, well, I'll send you to the, to the eye doctor that's here in town. And I said, oh, okay. So he did. He referred me to a doctor. I ended up going that doctor just shoved his two fingers and try to open this little two. Oh. I think he was three month old by then, eyes. And of course he's screaming and kicking. And I'm pretty much crying because this man is like manhandling his- your child. Exactly. There and he said, Oh no, he's fine. His eyes are fine. And I said, oh, Okay.
0: You mean except for the part where he can't open his eye
1: by himself? Yeah. He said the eye is fine and there's nothing I can do. So I said, okay, well, is there anyone else you can send me to? Where did I get the courage to ask that? I don't know because I don't know nothing about doctors or anything. So I somehow, that came out of my mouth. And um, he's like, well, I can try to refer you to someone in Stanford. And I said, OK, so he did. He referred me to someone in Stanford, Dr. Alcorn, Al- Alcorn, sorry. And I think the first time he went, Isaac was about between five to six months old. And I love her. She's retired now, but I love her. She took her time. She talked to me. It was very clear that I knew nothing. So she used to people words like eyes and (laughs) like a little ball of water and all of those words instead of the proper, you know, doctor words. So she actually wanted to do an MRI on him because apparently the eye was fine when she was able to open the eye. It was fine. It's just that it was around him. His like, there was something there and she couldn't see it. She obviously needed to do an MRI. It took a while because of him being at in the hospital. So because they, he was so small, they had to put him in the MRI, too. So they had to put him, in her words, they had to put him down. In order to do that, he needed to be 100% healthy. Uh, because if he, he, he tried to move or actually more like if he threw up in there, he could die because he wasn't going to be able to move because they were going to like sedate him and put him down the way she said but that's the only way that I understood <laughs> <laughs> so it took a while to do that and then finally they did an MRI that's when they found out that there was something on the left side of his brain oh so that's little yeah so this like eyelid
0: like, muscle or something you know
1: Yes, and which is what they wanted to find out because obviously the eyes fine around it there's something around it that they thought was wrong. So she did an MRI, found what she called a little ball of liquid. Um and she said it's common. There's, you know, people do have it. Obviously sh- there's something going on because Now that she knows that's there and there's something with the eye, she's wondering how long it's been there, if it's growing or not, um, if it's getting smaller. So at that point, she sent me to a neurologist and along with her. So we still seen her, but she sent us to this new, what she called the brain doctor, which is what I call it. And they did a lot of, exams. And I do remember one thing that basically made me die a little inside. He said, and at this point, Isaac was a little bit over a year. And he said, don't be surprised if he's not normal. And I said, what? Sorry. At that point, Isaac was a little ball of love. Isaac is a little lazy. <laughs> He's always been kind of chill, the perfect little boy. And he wouldn't move much. He wouldn't say much. He wouldn't he didn't crawl. Obviously, he wasn't walking. Which is what the doctor was basically saying that because there was something in there, it might affect his like all of his nerves and just everything. It's like. So that he might not be able to walk or speak or be a normal kid. That's what basically she said. And he said it in nicer words or not nicer because I remember just wanting to punch him. And I remember going home and just like, I cried my whole way from Stanford to Watsonville. And I'm a single parent. Again, I'm 18 years old. I don't know much, but the doctor just said that my son was not ever going to be normal. He said that he might not move, might not walk, and I started thinking. It's like, yeah, if he doesn't move much, he doesn't. He never wanted to crawl. He would sit there, and he, I would. He had a little jumper chair, and he was happy there, and I was happy there. But then when the doctor said that, I said, just like, f you, like. No, but we still continue going because even though he did say that he was really good about all the notes and and telling me what was going on, they did the MRI. They did. They found it. They wanted to keep on keep an eye on it. And three months later, we did another MRI, which looked like the cyst was a little bigger. We're still talking to the eye doctor. She wants to do surgery also on the eye, he got sick. So we had postponed a few MRIs after that. It was probably six months later when he got the third MRI and the doctor said, the cyst is twice as big as the last time we did it. He needs an emergency surgery now. Oh, my God. So I, uh, again, I'm going to these appointments by myself. I grabbed my kid and went home, packed a bag, asked my aunt that would let me borrow the car, if I could borrow her car for a few more days. And she said, yeah, sure. Didn't tell her what I was doing. I didn't tell anyone what I was doing. I just grabbed my bag and went, because one, it was twice as big, and two, because he was sick all the time. They couldn't wait, because what if he got sick and they had to do an, they couldn't, they wouldn't be able to do the the surgery um, if he got a cold or anything like that. Um, So there I go back to the hospital by myself to have my son cut open and yeah fun stuff <laughs> so yeah they did um surgery it was a 6 hour surgery wow 6 hour surgery he was a, like a year and a half they cut him open so he has a big when he was little we used to say that he had a hey what did he call it oh there's a word he said but it's like he had a little seek kind of And he liked to show it off, actually. (laughs) He liked to show off his scar. But yeah, so after the surgery, they took us a while. But there's this little kid with the bandage all over his head. Chubby little kid that wouldn't do much. But guess what? That fixed it all. Well, not all, obviously. But um, he started walking. He started moving. He, like, so I guess... This cyst was affecting some of the nerves and some of the stuff in there. And yeah, maybe if I wouldn't have found it, maybe if they wouldn't have sent me to that specialist, I would have never, or it would have been too late by the time that we would have found that out. Right. So, so, but back to the cyst the cyst was apparently already growing in there when he was in my stomach wow. and it press and it so we have muscles and um that cyst was pressing on them okay caused them to be in the wrong place and actually there is one eye muscle that is the one that lifts our eyelid mm-hmm. and makes curve. that's missing oh. uh and it's because The doctor said that it could be because of the cyst. Um, So it was pressing on. And so he is missing muscles, which is why now now his eye is a little bit open. It's more of a lacy eye, they call it. Um, So it looks like a little bit smaller. Well, quite a bit smaller than the other one, actually. But he can open it. And they have done four surgeries since he was born. Or from he, when he was born to, I think the last surgery was when he was 12 years old. And that was kind of like to try to figure out. Um, first surgery, they found out that he was missing that eye muscle. Okay. And that everything was all over the place. So he was inside, he was all a mess. So they opened him, try to put stuff back where it should be. But they couldn't do that all the way because he was missing a few eye muscles. Okay. And this was found along the way. So every, it felt like every time I was going to the doctor, there was something new that they were finding out. I remember one time they told me that they were, they misplaced his MRI. How do you or, misplace an MRI? What? I, exactly. So, Again, I don't have a car. Someone's letting me borrow a car every time I go. I was going to Stanford almost every other week for that first year. And when I finally started working for mom, she obviously had plenty of uh, knowledge on doctors and Stanford and, and all this. That I have
0: experience (laughs) to give you
1: (laughs) exactly. So I and I would ask for days off and to leave early. And Isaac, a lot of the times, would come with me to the gym because I had to go to Stanford. So I guess I was asking for a lot of days off that she actually asked if everything was okay, and I said, "Well, I don't know." And she's like, well, well, what do you mean you don't know? I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, they tell me this. They tell me that I really don't know what's going on. And I, she's like, they lost the stuff? What do you mean they lost? The MRIs didn't tell me the, what's going on because apparently the MRIs are gone. And she's like, well, they can't lose the MRI. They're like, don't, aren't they, like, isn't that all they do? I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, and And again, I don't know what's going on. The doctor says something and I just believe it. And again, the doctor's talking to me in people's words, not their words. So what I'm trying to explain this to, for example, Mary, she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I know. So actually, she took time off of work and drove me to Stanford a few times. I remember that.
0: And I just love her. Yep. Came second, Mama. Did she talk to the doctors for you?
1: Yeah. I would be lost without her. And that in many other ways. I guess you can say that's the first problem that she helped me with. And now she can't get rid of me. Nope.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or how many years later?
1: (laughs) She would have known. She would have run away. (laughs) Because she knew and she's been there and done it all. She went with me. She asked all the questions. She was asking questions that I had even, I even, I wouldn't have thought about. I, even once she asked and basically translate for me, I still wasn't grasping. Like I said, to the day, I still say eye doctor, brain doctor. And that's the way that I, like, grow, I said growing up, that's the way that I would Talk to him. It's like, okay, we're gonna go see your eye doctor. We're gonna go see your brain doctor. I remember one day he looked at me. He's like, "Mom, how come my eyes not like you?" And I said, "Well, it's because I, when I was little, I was going to the eye doctor, and they were able to help me. So that's why we keep going to the eye doctor so we can help you." (laughs) And he's like, "Okay, mom." And it's like I didn't know what to say. I had no idea how to explain to him that there was something in his brain that was affecting him even before he was born. And right. then now we have to go to the doctor to be find a problem every single time, find an issue. But it was hard to race it. I didn't know how to, like, have my parents to help me out. But I was always by myself. The only person that actually helped me out with all those medical issues was married. Luckily, I happened to walk into that business and ask for a job and then she helped me with things. But till the day it's like I don't know how he did it. I really don't know. I it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard. Yeah. And and I see that, you know, there's a lot of people obviously that have other issues and but they have people that can help them out. They know where to go and, and ask for help. I really didn't. I, again, I was low income. I had Medi Cal. Um, the only thing that helped me out was that uh, because he was born with this issue, we had CCS. So it was California Children's Services. Okay. Which I believe that's what you had uh, at one point. Yeah. Which helped me pay for everything. If not, I would have not done any of those surgeries because I would have been able to afford that. Right. But they, were, they would actually pay for not a lot, like 10 cents per mile if I drove my own car, Stanford. And they would give me like little uh, meal belchers. They would buy not much. Me, I didn't really know where to go. Yeah. Yeah. I knew nothing. so You couldn't
0: ask for help from your parents at all?
1: Well, I mean, they would help me like they would, if I wanted for one, I'm a typical Hispanic uh, (laughs) girl and we don't ask for help. And my parents, my parents, I love them. They've always been there for me and they, they still are even now that I'm older, but they never went through any of this. So they didn't know. And even like, they didn't know where, send me or like for help you know they just kind of like well what can we do and again me trying not to ask for any of their help because I'm stubborn and (laughs) and it's it's a panic thing I didn't and like I said luckily I found mom and and she's the one that's helped me and basically took me to Stanford and told them to get their act together. And uh, (laughs) yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Cause I would go and they would say something and I would say, okay. And I would walk away and make another appointment. And part of the reason why I think I was going so much there is because that's what they they would tell me just, okay, he's good. How about two weeks from now? I was going and cool. Not until mom was like, Okay, what's going on? Like, tell me, Venice. When I think things moved on along a little bit faster,
0: but so she was just able to get more information out of them.
1: Yeah, like, well, see, they would tell me that he was going to need sort of like a plastic surgery, but they wouldn't tell me like why or when or how or or anything. And they kind of just wanted to keep me going and seeing the doctor. And they gave him glasses at one point. So he is wearing glasses till the day. Um, so the eye doctor did the surgery, found that out, that, you know, he was missing the, the muscles. And they gave me actually homework to do with him. So this point, he's like two and a half. Small eye actually forced it or move or do anything, period. But guess what? my beautiful lacy boy, every time that I would put the patch on, he would go to sleep because he rather go to sleep. They have to try to open that eye or do anything. So there's days that I would leave it on all day just to basically show him. But he's all sweaty. It's summer. It's like, so if I even if I did it every day, which is what the doctor wanted me to do, to do it like three hours every day. And we changed the time every time I went, but he was getting like, I, I was cutting his eye, like, well, not his eye, but around his eye, because it's basically a big, huge aid that you have to put. So it didn't matter how many times I moved it around. It was his, it was raw. Like his whole, it was. because There's only so many
0: spaces around your eye that you can put adhesive.
1: Yes, so it's like okay. Well, I'm not going to do that because now only is he going to have the little eye that he doesn't even want to open, but now he's going to have an infection all over the other eye. So no. So we tried. We tried patching the eye. I I tried as much as I could, but I was just what was not the,
0: gonna... sorry. What was no, the patch I, supposed to do?
1: It was supposed to. Um, help him open the other, the bad eye. Oh, okay. So going on the good eye, and so that he can actually try to use the muscles and he move. You have to use the eye that's shut. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 But it just, yeah, no, it didn't work. Didn't work. So that didn't work, uh, which they tried doing the surgery to try to like move some of the eye muscles in different areas to see if he would work. But it wasn't. They did. They tried. They tried moving and um, doing eye surgeries um, and it didn't work. The last one, she said, if it doesn't work, we are going to stop because if we try it again, there's a possibility that his eye is going to be kind of open at all times. Which means that he's going to have to be putting oatments and basically making sure he cleans it correctly and adds oh. stuff to it. Um, he's like, and a 12 year old doesn't even brush his teeth every day as you should. <laughs> so we need to, they, the doctor said that we needed to make sure he was basically an adult and see if he wanted to take that risk. Because if he didn't take care of it, he could lose the eye. So, so right now, it looks like he has a small eye. Uh, At least it's there. do this next surgery, he could lose his eye. So, it's one or the other. Gotcha. Yeah. Poor Kale. Yeah. Yeah, and he really, I mean, didn't understand the whole entire time. Till the day, there's times that he'll, like, actually what was it, like a month ago, we started pulling all the paperwork, like all the the notes and stuff that I had from when we were going to the hospital. And uh, he actually read all um, the notes that the doctors had. And she was just an awe, like, really, mom? Like, I had no idea. I'm like, well, I've never really explained to him all of it like exactly okay. what, what because he never really asked and I figure he will ask and I will have all this and I will show him and more
0: of a like when he's ready he'll ask and he, yeah. dump it on him until he's ready
1: yeah and even like because like I said the doctor said once he is 18 and he if he wants to do the surgery because it's basically what she said it's basically a plastic surgery but there is a big possibility that it won't work because the eye muscle's not there and he needs to be an adult to say yes or no to it and doctor said he's like, well normally it's uh, if you once you're in high school you start feeling you know Like you need to change, like you need to be the best looking person in the whole entire school. So it's like, if at that point you guys want to come in and and talk about it a little bit more and, you know, go that route, we could go that route. But it's going to have to be like, you really need to talk to him and and make sure that he's going to take care of it. But Isaac being Isaac, he's like, eh, it doesn't bother him. I think it bothered me more when he was little because a lot of the kids would always point at him and be like, what's wrong with him? Look at mommy, even like, and not even the kids. It was more of the adults. Adults were the ones like always just staring at him or like if we were at playground, they would kind People of like. who should know better. Yes, pull their kids kind of like, you know, they would stare at him. They would look at me and they would just kind of slowly like pull their kids. I think that that was really hard for me because I thought I had, you know, like, I don't know. It was hard, especially the adults doing that to the kids, to yeah. my kids. The, of course, the little kids who they don't know, you know, but luckily as I went to school, to the same school, elementary, middle and high school. So all the kids knew him. He basically moved along with all the same kids so we didn't have that issue Oops. but it, it was out in the real world that I, I felt like I always had to like
0: try to protect him or something
1: yeah yeah but hey he he's 22 Almost twenty-two, and God, no, he's not. He'll be (laughs) twenty-two, yeah. And uh, it doesn't bother him anymore. The scar's still there. It, the eye, still. It's a lacy eye. He wears glasses, but I have to say that the mirror was wrong, and he walks he speaks, he, he's, I guess, as normal as can be.
0: Yeah, that, thankfully, that doctor was wrong, and.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And so, I'm curious, since he had a cyst when he was a little itty-bitty baby, does that give him, like, the predisposition to have them
1: again? They never, said that they never Mm -hmm. um that was never actually no the only thing is that after the cyst well so what happened with that cyst is they went in they didn't completely remove it they actually made a hold and took all the little liquid out not all of it they left it small enough where, I can't remember the how big it was, but they wanted to see if it was going to keep growing or start just getting smaller. So because they said that the, normally, because they looked at it, they opened it up and they found out that the cyst was just a little bubble and it was the same liquid we have in our brain. So okay. it was not a malignant cyst it was just forming a little bubble and again it it could cause issues because if it's pressing on the brain and different so that's why they pulled it out but with the time they still did MRIs afterwards just to make sure everything was fine and and the cyst actually got smaller and super small to the point that they're like okay like there's no reason for us to keep doing MRIs. He's good. The only thing they said is if he gets bloody nose or headaches and vomiting, right away, you go to the hospital. Like all those three like, things? Like, yes. Like if, Yeah. Like if he starts vomiting out of nowhere and he complains that he has headaches, you don't you go straight to the hospital. The, obviously, they said if I'm where I'm there, like they want to. They want us to go to Stanford, but just go to the hospital. Luckily, he doesn't really get headaches. I remember I would just ask every single time, is your head okay? I like anything. There's a few times that I remember him throwing up. I'm like, oh my gosh. It wasn't that he ate something funky and, but it's like, it would freak me out because it's the three things
0: you're waiting for it essentially yes
1: yeah until the day is like good and if he says anything about a headache it's like headache or is it a headache so but no he's right. he's good but yeah they so we stopped going to the neurologist after that and obviously they start seeing him walking and Having a full conversation, and so they're like, "Oh no, he's good." So I'm like, "Yeah, exactly." It was like a take that. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, yeah, the I with the eye doctor, we continued seeing her until he was thirteen. Thirteen, actually. Okay. At seventeen, we still went uh, one last time. But then she retired, and now we just go to a regular, regular doctor. So we, we don't have to deal with that. That's good. And so he doesn't
0: have any like issues with eye infections or anything like that?
1: He has no special he, care for it that he has to no, do? No, no, uh, no, because we didn't. So because we didn't do that last that surgery, surgery with the doctor. Yeah, he does wear glasses. And unfortunately, it feels like every time he goes, his eye vision gets worse but it's not because because of the cyst it's just it's just bad eyes <laughs> <laughs> just that it's not nothing to do with the cyst yeah i think i think it got better because of the surgeries and yeah. but i didn't it didn't affect it as bad now that he's an adult
0: Yeah. That's good. So he's not really still affected by it then in any way, besides having
1: a kind of a different eye. No, he's not that I know of. Cause he also is a little stubborn and doesn't tell me everything. So, (laughs) but um, no, as far as I know, he's fine. Nothing, nothing that I can say that it, it, I guess.
0: Nothing that you have to monitor, nothing that you guys kind of have to worry about or anything? No, not that I know of. That's good.
1: Especially now that he's not with me. Where is he now? Uh, he's in Santa Cruz. Oh. He's, yeah, he's in Santa Cruz. Yeah, but he doesn't talk to mommy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is he going to Cabrio
1: or... Okay. Yeah, He's going to Korea, but he, yeah, he's, I guess he is enjoying his time away from mom for the first time in a while and ever <laughs> going to be out of there.
0: Well, it's a different experience for sure. I mean, yeah, he's, he's always been a homebody with you. So, so I was curious, I don't know if doctors ever told you about or if they were able to figure out, like, do they know why he was born with a cyst?
1: Um, no, they never said. Um, like I said, they, they told me that there's a lot of, um. it was just the the liquid, the normal liquid that we have in our brains. So it just decided to form a little pocket. But see, they didn't know this when when they went in, so they that's why they did an emergency, emergency surgery because they didn't know if it was something like a malignant um, cyst. So until they actually went in there, pulled it out, saw it, they, they said that it was just they formed in a pocket, which happens, but they weren't really sure why his little pocket kept on growing
0: gotcha it was just a unknown yeah
1: like they they because i said like i said uh could it you know was it because of me did i do something uh, while i was pregnant or is it like family thing or or anything like that and the doctor said no like they're they're not even really sure why it was i think that's what they, it was more boggling to them that they They weren't sure why it was growing.
0: I mean, at least you have, you know, the knowledge that, like, it wasn't anything that you did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And honestly, you know, even, so, obviously, I was a kid. I wasn't thinking of having any more kids. But when I got pregnant with Olivia, I think it's, that's all I can think of. Is oh my gosh,
0: is she, she gonna have faith? Okay?
1: Yeah, like honestly, I was freaking out because I wasn't sure. Well, I mean, and it's everything, and you hear so many stories, and it's like obviously, I'm older again. It's apparently a bad thing to get pregnant when you're older, according to the doctors. <laughs> um, so and, and that's the first thing they ask, it's like how are the kids are they okay were they born healthy it's like well yeah I do have other kids and no he wasn't healthy and it just it's the one thing that freaked me out the minute I found out that I was pregnant again but as far as now <laughs> she is teen now and we haven't had any issues knock on wood um
0: (laughs) besides her being a little firecracker
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but but yeah no so and, and the doctor did say that it they weren't sure why isaac um created this little pocket of liquid in his brain but yeah that was the first thing that i thought it's like was it because of something i did or right, his dad, you know? Right. Uh, the biggest thing. It's like, oh, what did we do?
0: What did we do we wrong? Cost, yeah. Yeah,
1: we, we caused this, and that's why he was born like that.
0: But that's, no. that's so much guilt to put on yourself.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. And, well, of course, you know, you're a kid, and you don't really think of anything, obviously. <laughs> having a kid at 17, I didn't think about it, um, but but yeah, it's like, you know, as I get older, it's like, oh, shoot, like, no, <laughs> like, what am I doing, what am I gonna do, What? what's, it's my fault, it's this, but yeah, no, it's, it wasn't my fault, nothing that I did, or his dad did, yeah, caused him to be born with issue
0: yeah and I mean I know you obviously didn't have any experience or anything but I mean it sounds like you were doing all the right things you know you were taking in the doctors you were asking about it you know I mean you were you were trying to figure out what was going on with your kid and yeah it's like and I was
1: and I wasn't I mean I was doing everything possible but to be honest, like I was doing all, but I didn't
0: really know what I was doing. Well, I, it's not like you'd been through it before. It's not like you knew what exactly to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you can't blame yourself for not knowing. It's not like we're taught that in school, you know? Oh, if your kid has this problem, <laughs> take him yeah. to this doctor.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Turned out Okay.
1: Yeah, it did. I mean, it was it was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of trips to unknown doctors and but we did like I guess I'm so happy that my the ophthalmologist actually did the MRI and they found the cyst and she send us immediately to the neurologist and because of that I think we caught it just in time that if if I would have never told the eye doctor here to send me to Stanford right. who knows what would have happened who knows if if Isaac would I guess be a normal person right now or without any issues I should say right because, yeah, I think it was the, the ophthalmologist doctor that basically saved us.
0: Yeah, and that was Elkhorn, you said?
1: Yeah, Dr. Elkhorn. Mm-hmm. She, up to, like I said, she was 16, 17 the last time we went, and she was great. She even gave us her personal phone number and said, you need anything. If she has any issues or has any questions, just, you know, call me. Oh. So, we were sad when we got the letter saying that she was retiring. Yeah. But we also weren't going over there anymore. So,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, she, she was a great doctor. I mean, every single time I went, there was, again, she talked to me in a human way, like, 17-year-old, like, she explained it the way that she thought that I was going to get it. The other doctors, eh, not so much, (laughs) but, but she did, she did what she had to, to make me understand what was going on, at least try to understand what was going on.
0: Yeah. Do you feel more prepared for your, for Olivia, do you think?
1: Well, anything like that would happen, yes, I would go immediately to Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I do. But no, if I had anything like that, I would definitely ask questions. I would definitely have a notepad and pencil um, next to me and write down any words or anything that I wouldn't get and then definitely go to someone of course I would go to Mary but oh anyone you know like they can help me out I there's obviously you know Isaac was born 2000 uh yes there was internet yes there was places you can go and get all the information but
0: but there's more um, resources now than there was
1: and and yes we have cell phones but they weren't the same as now I mean like Like, we literally had to pay for our minutes and our internet access, and you can only have so many, you know, gigs a month and whatnot. Honestly, I didn't have a laptop or a computer back then. Now it's like, you can go anywhere and just, you know. So, yeah, now we have a phone that we can just ask Siri, hey, what to do in case of this, or what's the nearest ophthalmologist or my son's throwing up what do I do right so am, I, am I more prepared is there more help out there yes would I be do everything different with Olivia yes definitely ask more questions definitely have records of everything and go talk to different doctors that's the one thing I would do I would go and talk to different doctors to see, you know, basically what they have to say instead of just going with the one doctor because I have no insurance and I have to, you know, deal with Medi-Cal and CCS. CCS was a great program for us. Like I said, they paid for everything. They helped me out because I didn't have a car. They would even um, drive me to Stanford if I needed to. I had a appointment, but yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't think CCS is a thing nowadays. But it was a good program, and I basically it landed on me when I took him to that eye doctor in town, and he sent me over there. He said, "Well, if he was born with it, then he would qualify for this." So that's how I landed with CCS. If they wouldn't have basically said here, I would have.
0: Well, done you would have never known. It
1: yeah I wouldn't have done any other surgeries because medical doesn't pay for all of
0: that right
1: so so I was lucky in that sense I'm sure that if I would not have had CCS um and I would have met Mary she would have said hey yeah. you need this so I got lucky in that sense that that was basically put in my lab here at CCS and I met Mary and she was able to guide me a little bit more on stuff I- with the doctors. Yeah. Now there is way more help out there and I think everyone needs a Mary in their life. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I would say I'm more prepared this time around. Of course, when you're in that situation as a parent, you would probably freak out so 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 yes i would freak out but i would have places numbers to call and and people to to talk about the issue
0: yeah well i had no idea about the cyst or anything i always thought it was just a eye muscle problem but i mean i was so young when he was little and we never really talked about it after that it was always just like oh yeah ivy's taken Isaac's to stanford and yeah you no know, I, yeah, I didn't but, know anything else i think every
1: time honestly every time i was going to the doctor i was learning something new there was always something more there, there was a lot of urologist appointments But I think it's once they did the surgery, they were making sure nothing else came up from it, which luckily nothing else came up, but then they would just say, oh, he's okay, he's okay. (laughs) Like, it's not till I, I mean, yes, they would actually, you know, do a review of his appointment and because it's Stanford, there's always someone shattering the doctor. So there's plenty of notes of what's going on in their doctor talk, but to me it was he's okay everything's okay or we'll have to do another appointment we'll see you in two weeks nothing's changed that was all they would tell me
0: yeah that's not ah. exactly reassuring for a parent to just be no. in the dark and not actually know what's going on it would no.
1: like now I would be what the heck what do you mean everything's okay it's normal now I would ask a lot more questions but then I think it's one, they probably look at me and say, like, oh, she doesn't even know what the hell she's doing here. So as long as they said everything's okay, I would be, okay. Appointment two weeks from now, okay. I'll see you then. Okay, bye. Now, yeah. I would we'll just be like, no, 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 no. What are you seeing? Why is it there? And why is it okay? Yeah. So I guess they were talking my language back then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I'm glad that they were able to remove the cyst. And then after that, there was no other complications that came from it.
0: That was very lucky.
1: Yes. Yes. Because if there would have been complications after that, I don't know what would I have done. Yeah. Then we moved on to the eye issue that there was an issue, but it wasn't a, like
0: wasn't like a life or death issue.
1: It wasn't. And it wasn't, like, again, it wasn't like it was getting worse every time we were going. It was just kind of like, we can do this, but right, it, it's fine the way it is until we know that he's going to, because I felt like um, if they would have done something to it, it would have cost more issues now. So I think they did the right thing
0: on waiting yeah
1: on waiting yeah and i think i thanks to mary did the right thing of waiting till he was old enough to make his own decisions which now that he's old enough he's okay with what he has
0: yeah i think that was smart too
1: yeah
0: also makes him feel a little bit more in control of what's going on yes to him yes. yeah
1: the amount of questions he asked once he read all the paperwork oh my gosh
0: (laughs) I bet yeah I mean he was so little there's no way he remembers like most of that at all (laughs) nope
1: nope yeah but yeah fun times
0: yeah thank you for talking to me about it
1: well thank you to be honest, when you first asked me, it's like holy crap! I have to go re- do research. <laughs> so that point, that's why I pulled everything. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna tell you as the way I basically lived it, like yeah. the way the doctors talked to me. So I was gonna give you all the fancy, fancy wording that you know all the people were but it's like that's not what I remember. I like literally remember the doctor just saying it's a bubble of liquid next to his brain Ugh.
0: you
1: know
0: yeah
1: i the adopted the brain doctor like all of that um so i'm like you know i'm not even because one i can't pronounce any of the words <laughs> two, like how i remember it um but but then it, it did take me back to being alone so i did curl Few days and Aww. kind of, kind of um,
0: had a little meltdown. <laughs>
1: I did. I I have to be honest. I, and honestly, when I was going through, yes, it was hard, but I had to. Like I, w- it was just me and him, so there was. I couldn't say no to it. I couldn't like really cry about it. I mean, I did cry, but I couldn't. And when I started reading everything, I I. I literally went down, and I mean, yes, I'm going through a lot of changes right now, so I think that also may, didn't help, but but I'm good, and I, I, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, and it only took me a few days to think about it and cry a little, and then now I ask myself, I ask myself that same question. What if... Something comes up with Olivia. Yeah. What would I do? How would I be different? Who would I go talk to? So it was it was I guess good for me to sit there and think of everything I went through. I and mean, just in case that were to happen now, like I think I would be a little bit more prepared.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think <laughs> It's good to give space to process it, too, like after yeah. the fact, because as you said, when you're in the moment, it's hard to process everything, all of the emotions, because you kind of just have to be in the moment to make decisions. Yeah,
1: but yes, thank you yeah. for making me do all
0: this. <laughs> and making you do it? I <laughs> not do it, yet Well, I hope it wasn't that bad. <laughs>
1: no
0: it's not it was just okay it,
1: it was hard thinking about it just because I had to go through all of that and yeah think about it all at once but eh, it was
0: it was good 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 well thank you again for coming on
1: you are welcome
0: Thank you for listening to body talk with Bex and sticking around till the end. If you liked today's episode, please hit the subscribe button and share the podcast with a friend. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook, or you can reach out to me on my website, bodytalkwithbex.com. Feel free to reach out to me. If you would like to come on the show and share your story, or if you have a topic request for an episode, Lastly, please consider becoming a patron on patreon.com to help me keep this podcast going. Talk to you guys next week.